Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Evaluating people. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to be a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and today, Francis Eberly from Phippsburg, Maine, is our special guest. Typically, you are hearing Ron Price at this time from Price Associates as we dive into one of the competencies of the Complete Leader. Uh, today, we're actually on-site at the TTI Conference uh, for 2019 in Phoenix, Arizona. So you're going to hear some noise in the background because we are in a large conference hall uh, that we kind of snuck into. Uh, nobody knows we're here, but uh, uh, it's so it's large, this large conference room and at the JW Marriott in Phoenix in Scottsdale, Arizona, to be exact. And Francis is an entrepreneur, a teacher, and a leader who is now part of the Price Associates team. And uh, Francis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dale. So tell us what you're, tell us the quick story of how you connected with Ron Price, Price Associates, and what you do now with that background of teacher, entrepreneur, leader. Well, Dale, I, I finished a, a fairly intense role as leading a large association with uh, several hundred employees and lots of volunteers and decided that I needed to do something different. Um, I, I sometimes get bored with things, and so um, I had a period of time where I was reassessing what I was going to do in life, and just through coincidence and friendships, colleagues, Whit Mitchell was one of them, to connect with Ron, and Ron invited me into the group, and so here I am, and what I do now really, I think, primarily is helping leaders and organizations see things that they don't already see and uh, create options for them, choices. And Wit has been a guest on this podcast. I'll remind folks, once again, we're in a large conference facility, so you're gonna hear some noise in the background. You'll just have to excuse that as we go through this, have, have this great conversation. Um, so Francis, our topic today is evaluating others. And you come at this from a really unique perspective. Share with us your personal story. You, you gave me just some highlights before we started recording, but you have this really good perspective on evaluating others. Yeah, well, you know, it's also understanding others, so I'll use it understanding and evaluating. And that is that the, the story is that um, I am dyslexic. I learned that actually as a, a young teenager, and it was sort of a weight on me because wherever I turned, people would say, you know, can you spell that better or can you write that differently? You know, your grammar is terrible. I was basically a slow reader. I now have a... Um, um, a pretty strong educational background, and it followed me all the way through. But what it does is um, it's not an outward disability. It's not one you see. And it is one that helps you think things through differently. And I think it's partly the way I've had success is the way in which I think about the world. So I'm a great systemic thinker, systems, um, strategy. Anyway, so um, it allows you to do that. So through that, uh, my youth and even all the education that I've had, it has continued to plague me. And people make assumptions right off about being deficient in some capacity. They don't know this story. I don't tell a lot of people about this story. Um, and so as a leader, we have to be very careful not to make assumptions about people or judgments about them by initial or small things that may not be really who they are. 
And so just to clarify a little bit, dyslexia is not something that really is a, a disability that causes people to can't, that can't function. So just give you some examples, you know, Alexander Graham Bale was a dyslexic, um, Agatha Christie, of course, a writer, um, Whoopi Goldberg, one of the more famous ones, and he's quite open about it, is Richard Branson. And you think about the creativity and the energy that he's generated. So um, it really is uh, something that gets you to think about things differently. And if people make an assumption about what are sort of the traditional structures or traditional ways in which people have to act, they may not pick up on someone who thinks differently. And I, another example is kind of um, off to the side, um, but uh, companies that do a lot of coding have found that some people who are autistic are actually fabulous coders because they focus. Nothing distracts them from their tasks. So anyway, so understanding people and what their strengths are, what their abilities are, is really a powerful tool for a leader. And not jumping to conclusions based on something you see where there's a word misspelled in an application or the resume doesn't look just perfect from a grammatical standpoint. Don't let that cloud your judgment and, and your opportunity to get some real talent in your organization. So you're gonna, you, you've got some specific things for us to think about, some tactics for us to be better at evaluating and understanding people so that we can get top talent into our organizations. Yes, and so we, I hear from clients a lot about, you know, my team's not functioning or I'm not getting the results or why aren't they more engaged in the work that they do? And I think one of the mistakes that we make is we don't understand really what their capabilities are or their strengths. So some very simple things you could do. I mean, one is just listen to them. You know, if you actually have the opportunity to meet with them and listen to what they're working on, both from a personal and a professional side, um, and then ask them, what do you want? What do you want to accomplish in your life, but also at this business or this company? And begin to sort of build a context for who they are. Um, an, another more personal one is that, you know, learn about yourself very deeply through one of the assessment tools like the, the TTI uh, suite of tools um, and your team members if you can or parts of your company. And that will give you a set of data, but it doesn't give you the personal side uh, as to who they really are. As, well, rephrase that. It gives you a set of data around who they are, but not sort of their interaction with their families and their goals in life. And that's also very important. So, you know, informal engagements, you know, the, you've, you've, I'm sure everyone is sort of just, you know, walking around and talking to people in informal ways. Um, when you do performance reviews, kind of not do the annual performance review. Check in with them on a regular basis. Um, so it, it is... It doesn't sound very difficult, but they're really simple. And the, the many clients that I have talked with who have presented those questions to me that I mentioned earlier, don't do those things. Mm -hmm. And so when you suggest to them that maybe there's some activities in this area, they start doing them. They find that there's a lot of energy and excitement and empowers their groups. So some of them have started creating subgroup, subwork groups within their teams around strengths and getting great results in terms of problems being solved. And all it took was just them to understand who really they were. I want to dive into the idea of listening. You said listening, and that's a word that gets thrown around a lot. We all know we need to be better listeners. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to dive into some real examples, what that looks like, especially from your perspective and using uh, your life experience uh, as 
a person who has dyslexia and thinking about some times where you were misunderstood or somebody didn't listen carefully, they might have had their mouth closed and looked like they were listening, but in reality, they were just waiting to, or had already made their assu ass assumption, had already made their judgment about you. What are some things you wish people would do to be better listeners, especially related to understanding and evaluating people? Yeah, well, that's a great question because most often people listen to respond. And I know you've had this on the podcast before from other folks. Um, it's almost as if there are two sort of things going on in our heads. One is that we're listening, but at the same time, we're preparing the response. If, if you could just, if a leader could just listen and not respond, maybe take some notes and just say, thank you. You know, I'll get back to you on some of my additional thoughts, but don't give the don't give the retort or a response in that moment, but just listen. And we are at this conference, so I will mention we just heard a presentation of a, a company and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it. But the woman who go, who was leading it talked about meeting with every single one of her employees, 365 of them. She does that every year on a one on one. You can imagine the time investment, but the, the way in which she understands the people, how she can then organize those people, what their strengths are, is just phenomenal. And the company's been growing like crazy. So that's another sort of suggestion is a one-on-one. -on -one. You know, it's not a performance situation. It's simply a time to sit down and, and get to know people. Asking some good questions mm -hmm. and then just truly listening. Right. And being self-aware to your point enough that you can you can have some red flags in your head when you hear yourself start to make assumptions or jump to conclusions about somebody. Right, yes, and I know enough about my own behaviors that when someone will be telling me something about what they want, I will start going off on a tangent in my head about how to, how to solve that problem or where it should go. And you, you, that you can't do that. You have to just listen, be careful about how you're listening, make sure you're responsive. And there are also sort of body language kinds of things, you know, you can lean forward and that seems like you're more actively involved. You obviously engage with them with their eyes, um, but not necessarily behind your desk. You know, there's another barrier, physical barrier. So there are little techniques that, that open you up a little bit more to the other person. So you're beginning to understand them and they'll be more open with you. Great advice, any final words for us around this idea of really tapping in and understanding people? Well, I think it's it's really just about the people. They're the key to your success. And you know, in today's environment with high um, employment, people are moving between jobs. If they don't feel like they're understood or valued, you know, they're gonna move on. So you really need to be concerned about the people and they're the success of your company. Fantastic, Francis Eberly. Uh, if folks wanna get a hold of you, the best way to do that? Uh, be Francis at Price dash associates.com all right and that's f-r-a-n-c-i-s at price dash associates.com in fact you can find a lot of resources at price dash associates.com also the website for this podcast the complete leader.org a wealth of resources for you your organization as you grow in your leadership once again the complete leader.org we would really appreciate it if you would like and review this podcast. Go to your favorite podcast listening app, and while you are there, 
leaving that review, leaving that rating. If you would also subscribe so that you have the latest podcast right there on your phone, that would be fantastic. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to be a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.